We're live, yeah. <laughs> it was real long at time. Uh, so PKN episode ninety nine, almost a hundred. I, I I like that our. Uh, what did you say? I said one away from a hundred. Ah, you, big... you know, you're just showing off that Mizzou education. <laughs> yeah, well, that math was more of a secondary thing at Mizzou. Primary <laughs> was microaggressions and uh, tolerance. Tolerance one hundred one. Uh, no tolerance for intolerance was the course subtitle. But um, yeah, it's really disappointing now that my I guess alma mater has a reputation for being like an SJW stronghold when I. I really don't think it's any worse than any other college campus, you know? I feel like they're all pretty equal. You know, it's because in, in originally I felt like your alma mater like, was, had the reputation of the opposite, right? Because they're like, there's swastikas made out of poop and there's a bunch of mm -hmm. other like little things a happening here. Storied history, yes. Most of which turned out to be untrue or unproven. Um, the, the victim, right? Like, oh my God, the president ran me over because I'm black. And then you see the video and they like jumped on the car. And, and it's like the president was like standing, uh, not standing, but like it's still the president wasn't driving, was in the back seat. Second, the car wasn't moving and the guy like jumps on it and claims he was hit. And you just like, ah, there's anyway, originally I felt like it had the reputation of being like. I don't want to say racist, but like, you know, like <laughs> clan friendly <laughs> and, uh, school in Missouri. and now yeah. I feel like it's on the other side. Like you said, like it's this social justice warrior stronghold where they worry about everything where people are safe to say things like I was afraid to speak because, you know, there's so many white people out here. You wouldn't get this. Yeah. Did you see, uh, did you see the black lives matter commandeering of the, uh, uh, Orlando I, I thing, guess, yeah, some yeah, sort of Orlando, yeah, Orlando vigil. Shooting. Yeah, that's actually what I was just making reference to. Yeah, they, they there's there's like a, a bunch of people there. A lot of them gay, by the way. Um, at this like Orlando kind of vigil, and then a Black Lives Matter person comes up there and starts talking about all her struggles, and it's just like what every fucking audience with you people. Someone up there, she had less than no charisma. Like I've never heard someone speak with less charisma, less conviction less of an ability to get people to give a fuck about what she's saying because she went up there and meekly kind of just like you know it's good that we're giving attention to the uh the tragedy in orlando but what we don't think about are all the problems of racism right here and i think that racism oh here my God, make it stop. is yeah, that's, enough. <laughs> uh, that's, enough. that's that's what it, it horrible timing uh, doesn't understand when to start, when to stop, when to take a pause to get people hanging on your words, you know? Mm. Not just a dumb idiot who is only there because people are forced to give her special treatment. Yeah. Funny enough, the that, only reason that she could be there is because she's getting treatment that no one else on that campus could get unless they fulfill that very short list of criteria. You go up there, you say, I'm a victim, and then everyone's, like, extra polite to you when they should indeed be the opposite. It's... It, it, I, it, Bill Maher has a term for it. I think it's the regressive left. I forget what it is. I'm messing it, it up. Is. Yeah. is it? And uh, it's the side of the left that makes me a Trump sympathizer, right? Like there are aspects of Democrats that I greatly respect, right? You know, people pushing social values forward into the modern age. I like that. Um, oh, popular. Okay, <laughs> I missed that actually. I'm just agreeing anyway. <laughs> um, uh, there, there. I don't know. Like, there's a, a certain. 
like a sense of society that I generally still, you know, I don't know. There are lots of things. And there's lots of things about the Republicans that I don't like. Um, but my goodness, it's that regressive left, that unlikable cunt that took the stage during the Orlando massacre that makes me run from the left as fast as I can. Yeah. You know, like that, it, it's, it's like... <laughs> That's it's the a kind knock of... on our like national intelligence that everybody has to sit around and watch these dunces speak about nonsense and, and speak poorly at that. And everyone has to sit around there under the banner of tolerance and be like, oh, yeah, see that point she made that, you know, it may not be the way we've learned to speak in public, but it's certainly poignant nonetheless. You know, you have to really think about where, where they're coming from. Where it's like. You can't just honestly say, like, no, no, these are bad points. And the fact that she's commandeering something about 50 people being shot in a gay club in Orlando just, like, two days ago makes her a bad person. It makes her a bad person. If she were a white person up there saying these things, it would be headline CNN fucking news. White supremacist discounts suffering of gays in Orlando. Republicans to blame? Question mark. <laughs> you know, like, that would that would be... A thing, but everybody has to sit on their hands and you know, pretend it, that this is reasonable in any way. And it's, it's like not. there's this competitive virtuousness among them, and 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 you, they just run so far to this like tolerance and victimhood bullshit that it makes you want to club them over the head like a fucking baby seal with the prized pelt. Virtue signaling—that's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Virtue signaling, and that's all that you hear from a lot of arguments from the far right and the far left, where. You know, they don't really have an argument for financially how everyone can go to school for free. So Bernie Sanders has to get up there and just posture himself morally as, I just think it's immoral that anyone should have to go through life and not have an education when the one top 1% could pay for it, probably. You know? <laughs> That's a great I, I, accent. I, My God, you're really I nailing have, it. I have top, top advisors. <laughs> that I've used before. I granted, I'm an independent. My entire running, only once I wanted power did I switch to the Democrat side. Um, what am <laughs> I talking about? I'm very old. Uh, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. That, that, I, I think I shit myself. I, I, <laughs> there's like, there's an industrious, good, hardworking version of the left that I'd be proud to be on. Heck, that's how I think of Obama. Like, kind of a centrist left of the middle, like good guy i i know he's, he's not as popular as he was back in, as he first ran but i i still think in like all together i give him a, a net thumbs up on his presidency not everyone will agree but um you know what we have now like like god i i i want to run as far away from every fucking hippie with their mandals yeah. screaming about everybody's racism at least most young people's opinions about politics everything for the most part it seems like every opinion doesn't have to do with how the world should be run it's how they think the world ought to be run you know like you know it, we ought to have free school for everyone it doesn't matter that there's no realistic way to do it you know the fact that i'm saying this right now means that i'm projecting out there an image of virtue and careful you know consideration for those below me socioeconomically so everybody around take note of my position i'm one of the good <laughs> ones i have the prepackaged approved position that you know that all your liberal professors around here are okay with you know you have the gall in a classroom to say, yeah, I, I don't think college should be free. Like, why should someone out there who's working their ass off have to, why should somebody who went to medical school have to subsidize your uh, underwater basket weaving degree uh, for $46,000? Why is that? Uh, really well stated. Peak 
is taken as a moral affront instead of a rational one. Where and, it's, and there's oh, you a don't think thing. to get to school, you know. So the, the, the thing is, I find these people to be losers, right, with a capital L. And I think it's it's okay to identify losers as losers when someone just waves a flag and says, "I'm not a fucking loser. The system is rigged," right? Like, well, dude, you fucking majored in humanities or, or something you know the underwater basket weaving was your example it could be gender studies take your pick like you fucking ruined your education you dumb fuck right it, you're a loser with a capital l you like set yourself up for success learn a skill while you're in this school come out of it hit the ground running work super hard the, like it, it <laughs> There's no guarantee that, that you're going to be successful, but you sure can stack the deck in your favor by making smart moves. And there's, I, I, oh God, I hate when adults like, you know, well, this generation doesn't do, you know, they're not as great as my generation. Look, there are plenty of losers in my generation too. But I feel like there's a general pessimism and excuse making that to me, like, quantifies, like, like, like it's across our current graduates, this notion that, like, it's not my fault that I'm not doing yeah. what I wish I, I was. I think it's almost more than that, in that it's not just apathy or anything. It's that now power has been given to the victimized. So being a victim and, and being victimized, if you're a member of a protected class, which is anything but a white male, uh, you can use that victimhood as power. You can yeah. get people fired. You can get curriculums changed. You can have the bar for being a Marine lowered. You can have a, any number of, of qualifying standards for any number of occupations can be changed based on nothing more than, I don't like that. It's not fair. Just go, oh, I'm a five foot one woman, but my dream of being a firefighter is shattered because this six foot eight man thinks he can do it better than me like <laughs> you, you have to bend over backwards for everyone and no one i feel like society needs to start saying no again where when they come out and they're like hey i'm i'm transgender and i don't have a dick anymore and you know i was a man now i'm a woman but i'd really like to beat the shit out of biological women in a ring and be paid for it <laughs> society should say no <laughs> no you can't do that because that's cheating your big man hands are not going in that ring with that woman. That's not fair. Uh, Taylor, like, but no, you can't. Everybody has to dance around. You, everything you're saying is so well stated today, Taylor. And the examples <laughs> you're making are so irrefutable. If I was there, I'd kiss you on the forehead. No, because no homo. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just I saying. I have a pretty high T level. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, it took a second yeah. to process that. Um, but yeah, yeah, that that's the thing. Like, come on, man. Like, accept where you are. Make the most of it. Don't line up excuses. Don't tell me you're a victim. Don't rock the cry bully thing. And I did want to say, though, that some of the examples you made, like the Marine standards, they're going back. Did, have you seen this at all? So the, um, apparently there was like some push from up high. I hope I have my story right. Where they wanted um, like Marine standards to be adjusted again. So what they did is they removed the gender entirely from the adjusting and they made it assigned to their role. So um, artillery, one of the very few I know anything about, apparently the job involves lifting heavy shit. Like those, those a sh is it called a shell? What is a giant bullet called, Kyle? Artillery rounds. Okay, yeah. So, so that giant artillery round, like picking that up and shoving it in the big gun, takes some muscles. And 
they just redefined the standard and ignored gender, but they did it by job. So if you're like, I don't know, uh, a warehouse clerk or something, there's one standard for you. And if you're an artillery loader person, there's another standard for you. <laughs> one woman so far has made the standard. It's at like a 1% pass rate. It was previously pretty high, like 90% pass rate. Like the women could meet the women's standard. Now that it's just a job standard, like there's no chicks in that job. Period. Um, there was a fireman. Do you think thing. that'll stick, or that they'll yeah. just say that's sexist by making qualifications that only men can achieve? I I think it's sticking. As a matter of fact, I I, I could be wrong, but I feel like it's spreading. That the that the insanity of this thing is coming back too. Like the, there was a I think I, I read a thing about why you don't want a woman to be your fireman recently, and and they're just coming There's a to YouTube like a standard. Video of it. Oh, yeah? I bet that was a long, complicated read. Why you don't want a woman as your fireman? Well, first of all, (laughs) my fireman probably should have a cock because he's a fireman. But but look, if you're coming into a building to rescue me, literally me, then that means that I'm injured. There's a reason I'm not outside the building, all right? I've gotten out already. Like, I'm not not in here just hanging out because I like it hot. Like, like I'm hurt. I'm trapped. You have to free me. You have to help me overcome something that I already can't. And if you and look, I've had little girlfriends. I dated a Filipina chick who was like five one or something, and she was in the army and she was strong. She could put me on her back and piggyback me around. It was crazy. If you were cooperating, I was gonna say that too, but I don't think she. I, I don't know her, but dead weight. She's not Kyle? dragging me. No, no, yeah. she's not gonna pick me up, hoist me on her back, and get me anywhere That's, to safety yeah. in a fire. That's yeah. the point. Is like. If I Ronda Rousey Kyle, might. Like, assuming, Kyle, you're unconscious in a building, the smoke knocks you out, you're going to die if nobody gets to you. There you are women who can in do in your it. unconscious mind the choice between the best female five foot three firefighter on the planet, not this country, on the planet outside of that door that needs to knock down the door, get in and save you, or you have me. Uh, after like four beers <laughs> and a big like a crab boil dinner. I, best on the planet, I might take the girl because I believe there are women in existence that can do this I, I, job well. I chose well. like five three for a reason because there's not a five foot three woman on the planet who can lift Kyle while she's wearing her own kit of you know forty pounds of whatever to keep the smoke out and lift you up and heave you out of there. Whereas with my four beer self, I could walk in, grab Kyle by the wrist, maybe grab a few things, pilfer from his home for a minute, and then head on out. You know, like <laughs> yeah. grab Kyle. Be like, I know he likes the Nighthawk. I'll get that one too. <laughs> or I'd walk in there and Kyle be like, go. You're like, God damn it! You're stuffing him in your pants. <laughs> Save my Asus monitor. Come back for me. Like, <laughs> it's new. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I hear you. You know, I, I just feel like these standards should be by job. And then, like, I saw um, there's a TV show a long time ago. I think I might have talked about it once before, but. There was a woman dealing with a perp, and she killed him. And it wasn't like it was a bad shooting. It was just that if she was like, the perp wasn't particularly strong, but stronger than most women. If it was a dude, they might not have had to use a bullet. And uh, it's like, huh, right. You know, like put some muscles on a guy, and all of a sudden he has an option. Whereas like, I think a lot of us concealed carry people say, one of the nice things about a gun is that that woman you're about to mug might have one, right? There is an equalizer that fits in a purse that, you know, you're rolling the dice with. And, uh, um, but, you know, when you're a policeman, it's like, whoa, 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 can we, 
Maybe we don't need that equal. Like the equalizer shouldn't be choice one. Yeah, it As would be nice strong, if, if, if if it would be nice if instead of a bullet, you could just get your ass kicked every now and then. Because like, I I don't get out of control when I'm drunk, but I I've seen people do it. And there's lots of nice guys who 99% of their lives are cool, but have you know maybe one or two Saturday night Saturday nights in their life where things are just fucking wild and they're out of hand, out of control, and they could quickly turn around and deck a, the the first person they see. And that could mean the, either their life or a good firm ass whooping. And if it's a big burly cop that you turn around and slug, probably a good firm ass whooping yeah. and pissing yourself. <laughs> yeah, it's might just put like you down, if you're though. a strong man as a cop, and you know this this applies to like weak women cops, just like it applies to that gigantic, morbidly obese cop who couldn't fight if he had to. You know, yeah. if you're in shape, fit, a reasonably strong man. There's a much higher level uh, that it can get to where you can still de-escalate it. You know, you can get your your opponent can get to the you know, I don't know, their your 20 yard line, and you can still tear them back. You know, steal the ball, recover. As a woman or a big fat fuck, they get five yards down the way, and you have to resort to the big guns because it's mm-hmm. like, well, I can't catch them. If this gets any more out of hand, I can't de-escalate physically. I can't do this. There's a clip online of this black lady cop and this black gentleman who were at a pullover and the guy got out of his car, his daughter was in the car and he walked around to the back. It might've been a caravan or something. And she walked up to him and was telling him to get back in the car, get back in the car and whatnot. And she got like right up in his face. And it was clearly the behavior of someone who'd never been retaliated. You know, she never been hit back. So the dude is a, is been pulled over and the, she is the cop. Correct. And, And, the guy comes back, the woman's saying, get back in the car, get back in the car, and she kind of just leans over to look and see on the other side of the car a caravan if anybody's getting out, and this guy just cold cocks her. Just, just a real simple punch that like probably would have staggered a man, but it was enough to pretty much completely incapacitate her. Where it's, you know, suddenly this guy just hops back in his caravan, and he's driving away as you hear on her dash, you know, microphone, the... Uh, uh, <laughs> like the I just got punched in the throat sound. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard it. It's, it's it's scary. And that could happen to a man too. It's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. you can never it's, feel comfortable as a cop. I, 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 and I know we're we're dividing this thing with the gender thing, but I think the co- police thing, any any job that requires uh, you know law enforcement or or physical nature. It should have physical standards. I don't care about gender standards most of the time. Right, although, right. Com- although, although in combat, it's just not good to have someone who bleeds four days out of the month, someone who's with a 20% body fat content, and someone who every guy there wants to fuck. Have you ever injected one good-looking female into a cohesive football team and saw how that went? Like, like, like you got your, you got your, if the swim team is there, everybody's buddy buddy, and then you add a hot female, all of a sudden there's a competition. Yep. One of the guys is going to fuck the female who's on the team. That's going to inevitably happen. Yes. Everyone else is going to want to fuck the female who's on the team. It, it, it's just not a good idea for combat. Everybody's going to resent the guy that bangs her, and everybody's going to resent her for not banging them. What you uh, want is gay sex. Combat, if you're in combat and the woman is injured... You're significantly more likely to take stupid chances to try and recover her uh, as opposed to if one of your guy friends was shot out there. Because just intrinsically as humans, we value the lives of women much more than the lives of men because we have to evolutionarily. You know, one guy can do the job of a lot of men 
and just bang 20 women and get that reproductive rate back up. You know, you, you, Trump suddenly there's only two women left in your tribe. Well, fuck, we're we're extinct. We're done. Like so Trump, it's a natural oh. thing that you want to protect women more than men and you don't want that in combat. They asked Even Trump if, if like women under his presidency weren't earned just as much as men and he said if they do the same job then yes. And they used it against him. But like I and people I think know now I'm not really all that pro-Trump, but I liked it. It was the right answer. We were mowing my yard yesterday, and uh, Hope got stuck, so she calls me, and I have to, like, untow her. And then Colin got stuck, because we were mowing wet grass, and uh, and he kind of, Hope was in a ditch. I had to pull her out with the golf cart. Colin mowed into the tall, it was like two and a half foot tall wet grass, too fast, he got stuck, I, he, I had to help him get going again. And then, like, I'm running around solving everyone's problems and mowing, and I'm thinking to myself, if this were the real world, I would be the highest paid guy here, and I should be. I'm sure there's someone like, I could mow just as well as any other, anybody else here. Horseshit. Who did you call when you had trouble, right? That's the guy that makes the money. And... I feel like that exists in a lot of situations. There's so many jobs that require lifting 50 pounds repeatedly, maybe 100 times a day. Maybe through the course of the day, you move 50,000 pounds of material. Um, and that, that, that artillery position, that's where the it's not round per round, like loading them in. It's getting the crates that have lots of those rounds down out of the big truck and sitting them down and stacking them. It's, it's doing things like sandbags and, and stuff like that. It's, it's intense physical labor that would wear my ass out after an hour of it. Like, it's, mm -hmm. it's stuff that, like, it's hard. I mean, if you've ever yeah. done a job where you're garbage moving big... Sure. Well, garbage Yeah. There aren't too you many forget about garbage I guess work you, you is like that, especially in combat, where I remember thinking about it the first time I watched Band of Brothers, because every other war movie I'd watched, I never really thought about the whole getting set up process once you're in the field where like saving private ryan they just waltz on in they're like all right who that was a long hike but we're here point us in the direction of our two-bedroom suite and we will be on the way <laughs> and, the, and they just kind of showed up and it was trenches. set up like a marriott uh -huh. yeah in uh, uh band of brothers you see them just struggle just oh they're walking so far and so long and they're so wounded and then they get there and the the you know the commanding officers all right get this set up and they have to like as they're on the verge of almost vomiting from exhaustion like doing what kyle says lifting heavy boxes getting these heavy machines set up like you have to really be a strong person to do something like that like and, and everybody needs to be pulling their own weight you can't have Susie q I over in the corner who's just so tired from that walk and she'd help if she could but <laughs> next time i promise i promise I, I, <laughs> I've, I've i've grown up with living with lots of women and they can't lift things i, I don't know any women who could who have ever been able to lift things. i lift things on a daily fucking basis i get a text <laughs> message for me to come lift a thing and i come over and, and kitty will be like oh that one's kind of heavy and i'm just like boom like, 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 what, what are you talking about, lady? I'm a grown-up. I could fucking lift a hundred pounds. Like, what? You, I'll get I'm an adult. Bags of dog food. Like, like that's what Dude, I do. Uh, uh, dog food is like what? So our dog food comes like three. We get three fifty-pound bags at a time. I think we got like our dogs are like horses, and uh, you know they're there on the front porch. And Jackie's like, I'm gonna need those over there, and it's just not her job. You know, and, and like you said, there's a million things like that. You know, I lift stuff. Jackie, this weed fucking whacked. TV behind me. Go on. This, this. Let me, let me try to show. This thing weighs. I, which I should just look it up, but I'm gonna estimate it weighs 150 pounds. Mm -hmm. And the outside, from corner to corner, it's like probably seven. It's, it's, it's eight feet. 
That's 96 feet. inches. Seven, yeah, that's not, it's a... Uh, six feet would be 72. Six and a half feet, something okay. like that. It's... No, there, there are no women who can move this fucking TV. No. I, I, I moved this entire dresser by myself, this entire TV by you myself. You moved that TV by yourself? Yes. That's rough. Yes. And 150 pounds is tough, but the shape and size of it, like... Yeah, that's more not even the weight that's hard. It's yeah. the unwieldy, like, nature. It's kind of like... Uh, if it was a 150 pound, it. if it was a 150 pound volleyball, I'd be like, yeah, so, <laughs> right? <laughs> but it wasn't. Go on, Taylor. I cut you off. Oh, no, I was saying, uh, it might even been Bill Burr doing a joke about uh, <laughs> women. I'm, I'm sure it was because he tends to do that. That's a beautiful TV. Kyle's wow. a very small but, uh, person. <laughs> have you ever done like a, like, have you ever been surprised by how weak? A significant other was not saying that they're like anemic or abnormally weak for a woman or something just seeing that difference in strength like sometimes like with their hands like with melissa's hands all with two hands like i put one of her wrists here and i'll grab the other wrist here and so i'm holding both wrists like this and she's like that and i'll be like try and get out or something and she's can't you know can't because i, don't think I could do that <laughs> it's yeah i can do I the same exactly. thing and i didn't think you about it that much until i heard um, in this yeah, in the in my whole hand, you use a uh, like this grip, that grip. Yeah, I'll Kyle either has. do that or oh. put a finger between the wrists to keep them from cooperating. Oh, I understand. Huh. Yeah, with one hand, but uh, yeah, it's it's weird to feel that and be like, wow, this is another adult who just they really do think that box is heavy. Like, yeah, it's it's a. I, it's I've a told different girlfriends world. before. I've I've been like, you know, I could just beat you to death right now. And she's <laughs> I like, say it twice yeah, a day. I I know, <laughs> I know, you could. She's, she's like, this isn't fair. I can't. I, I was like, just keep this in mind. Like, like, like <laughs> terrible boyfriend. I, I work out. I work out three days a month or something like that. I ain't even trying here. This is just me. Like that's just how strong my hands are. There are dudes out there I see on a daily basis who are three times stronger than I am. Just keep this in mind next time I, you're I had around. a similar thing with my daughter. Not me threatening to, to destroy her and keep her in fear. But I, it was it was like, you know, like I wonder if you really understand the difference in strength between men and women. Because I didn't want her to be this like, you know, well, I could probably beat up some guys like type of person. Like, no, 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 no. None of them. None of them. That wimpy guy who can barely grow a mustache in tenth grade will slaughter you, right? He'll just cr yeah, it crush won't you. Be a contest. Yeah, like, he would beat the fuck out of you. Every guy in your school could beat you up. Now, there's probably one girl who could beat up one of those guys. Um, now, can I say this? There was a girl, in but my she's high not school. that girl. <laughs> yeah. There. So. So there. It depends how old they are, right? Because I remember when I was in like the eleventh grade, Heather Vaughn, her Heather Vaughn's father was six foot five, two hundred and thirty pounds, a giant mm. athletic man. All of his brothers were too. They're all athletes. It's like a family of athletes, not necessarily professionals, but collegiate. Uh, you know, they're all badasses. Heather was five foot ten, a hundred and sixty pounds. And her ass was just this giant muscle that made power. Her arms were like man arms. There weren't these. The bone structure was big. The biceps were big. She could hit. She could. She pitched collegiate softball. I would she still kick fucking, her ass. Yeah, any yeah. one of us would. And given that, like, I guarantee you, in the, me, you know, a little less bench, facial hair. She could. She, I'm telling you that in in high school, like, she was bench pressing like a hundred and. 
135, 145 pounds, something like that. Like this not was a, a legitimately powerful. Yeah. But for not high not school, I told the you rest of us were benching 135 pounds. You'd be like, "What the fuck? Why would you tell me that?" <laughs> yeah. like, I, that's an embarrassingly low amount. If I went into the weight room my junior year with my friends and was like, "Guys, 135, load it up." What the fuck is? Are you okay? Are you yeah. doing all right? Because yesterday you were doing a lot more. Are you? Are you, are you dying? Honey? Come on now. No, I lifted more than that. So, you know, you guys have all heard my stories in 10th grade, like no signs of puberty. So I hit the gym. I was lifting weights in 10th grade. Like, I guess it was just three days a week, but I was really like committed to it. It was a big part of my, um, uh, like, like, I don't know, a sense of, like, it was my routine. It was part of who I am. I'm a weightlifter. And I, and I, I got some results in my body. Didn't grow, but like, I was starting to like, shit was showing. And, uh, and, um, uh, I, me, like with no leg hair to speak of, was benching like 160 or 165 or something. Like, like 135? Yeah, I would have totally kicked that girl's ass. I remember when I was in 10th grade, uh, there was a girl who lifted These weights. These are reps. This is what her workout was. I don't know what her bench was. She squatted uh, an enormous amount. It, uh, it was much yeah. more than what I squatted. It was, it was well over. It was between two and right. three hundred. Like, like there are women out there that that are that, was, that have man strength. I'll admit that, but they're just they're just it's rare. No, I, I the, the difference too. between men and women's lower body strength is less than the difference yeah. between men and women's upper body strength. So mm-hmm. I would believe that her squat would be closer to yours. But you can't put chin up, probably. I wonder how many chin. That's the real thing that women struggle with is chin ups. Uh, oh, they I, can't I, do it. I can't do them because it's all like – Because it's all upper body. It's what you'd be using to fight. But it's like – it's it's, it's all in your arms and and here and and your back and shoulders and everything. It's upper body. It's huge for it. Plus they carry uh, fat. You know, their their body fat percentage is higher. They have boobs. They've got hips. They've got a butt. And they have to pull that shit over the bar. It's exhausting. Must be terrible. Yeah. It's a bad it's, combo. They shouldn't be held to the same standard with that because they have a built-in disadvantage. No, like, I don't know. It depends what the job is. You know, like if your job is to climb a ladder, standard does Like I don't care that you've got boobs I, you need I, to bring. I was saying like as far as a working out, like if I was a personal <laughs> oh. trainer and a week in, I wouldn't be yelling at Susie being like, Anthony came in the same time last week and is kicking your ass. <laughs> like, like yeah. but if, yeah, if they have to climb ladders for their house painting job and you know, Stephanie can only climb half as many ladders, then yeah, she's got to get fired, because that's not fair. But... Uh, so anyway. we've got... I, I don't know, I've got new topics. I, I I feel like some of the stuff I'm most excited about talking about, like the paramotor and the, the drama, I don't want to talk Save about it. on PKN. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about this. So, so um, I, I, I'll have my vibe for PKA. Is there any way I can show that off on the show? Because right, it's, it's got the video out. And what I'm thinking is, is there any way for me to give you two video sources that you could record? One, of course, is this camera showing me standing there with my VR thing on. But could I also somehow get you the video of my of what I'm seeing? So I you feel like you could easily somehow? bounce it back and forth, right? Like you could change in Skype your camera source from your webcam to whatever capture device it is that you're sharing it through. Yeah, right? but then I need somebody over there doing that because I'm in VR. It'd probably be a pull-down, right? Like, you know how you change your Skype camera. Yeah, but I'm in VR, so I can't, like, I'd have to, like, come out of it and be like, all right, now I'll show you what I'm seeing, and then I guess I could do that. That's what I'm thinking. I don't know a better way to do it. (coughs) Um, But you'd be like, yeah, you know, like, all right, so this is what it looks like. Here's me. 
here's what I'm seeing, and that's I, the, uh, it's the closest. I'm hoping I to have it all set up by then. It, it arrived. It's supposed to arrive Thursday by end of day, um, and uh, I, I'm pretty much ready for it. The PC's all put together. Um, I don't have my desk in and everything. There, I'm, I've got some electricians downstairs putting some uh, lighting in and and uh, and Are fixing some stuff up. Are your lighting LED? I don't know. Yeah, you gotta go LED with a dimmer. I'm telling you, that's where it's at. Why? Oh, it's the perfect everything. So LED doesn't create heat. And I know you live in Georgia, so you've got the same like North Carolina concerns that I do. You know, like oh, turn the lights off, it's boiling. Um, so that there's like no heat. Like you leave an LED light on for hours and hours and hours, and you touch it, and there's no signs of heat. Right? It's it's mm. not doesn't burn you, but it's like cool to the touch. Um, and the other thing is, unlike fluorescence, they dim. So, like, what we do in our place is we, oh, I like to overlight it. This room, two, four, six, eight, ten lights in this room. I can turn the sun on, and then I just put it on a dimmer. And, uh, you know, so now I've got what I consider, I, I like it extra bright for reading. I think even brighter than other people do. And uh, so I've got, like, reading lights, and then I've got, you know. What's the best kind of light to light. read under? Because I know some of them are really shit for your eyes to just be sitting in there all day. Yeah, I don't know. I love LED. It, it doesn't have bad for your eyes, right? To be people under say that. Yeah, there's it, it, the fluorescents blink at like I don't know sixty times per second. Yeah, it would be sixty times per second because that's what the the um that's what the power is, right? Is that how many hertz power runs at in America? Sixty? I think it's fifty in the UK. Anyway, so yeah, I, I think the fluorescent cycle sixty times a second, and while. Like I feel like you don't walk into the room and be like, oh, like it's a slideshow or you know, no one's doing strobe effects, you know, like at a dance club. But you, it's kind of you can apparent. perceive it a bit. Yeah, and it'll give you a headache after a while. I've but, uh, I don't think I'm going to use the, the the lights that are in there now. Are just um, it's it's throughout the basement, really, not just mm -hmm, the the office mm -hmm. that I'm putting everything in in particular. Um, there's four of them in there, and they're very bright. So I, I, may, I may change them, but I think most of the time I'm not going to use lights at all. I'm just going to be sitting in the dark um, because I picked that room in particular because it has no windows. So that room will be as black as you know the pit of hell. Um, it's going to so it's perfect for what I want to do. So you know these these monitors will really stand out. They I've got I've got uh, LED strips to underlight the desk and to underlight. I, I got um, <laughs> USB LED strips to go behind the monitors so they have a little backglow to them. And everything is RGB, so everything will be the same color if I want it to be. And um, I think it's going to be pretty neat when I get it. I like how just you're for taking it to the nth degree, <laughs> like uh, man cave, not severe enough for you. Like you've got a real like hobbiton lair down there. <laughs> a dance like, hall. A, a hermit hole where it's, <laughs> you know, I don't want any light in here. Get it out. So you don't want like a cutesy sign that says no girls allowed? No. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> No light. Remove this. Like, yeah. And then off camera, yeah. he's like, okay, put the no girls allowed sign on the door. On the outside. Yeah, well, the thinking, thing about LED lights, and this is a big deal, they turn on right away. And I love that. I've had fluorescent lights. And this is especially true in like garages and outdoor environments. Yeah. They take a while to warm up. So in a room, they take a while to warm up, but they're at like 80% in a hurry. Uh, outdoors, you know, like our garage fluorescent bullshit lights. If I'm looking for something, you know, in the winter, it's found it by the time they're hot. Yeah, they're not even hot yet. Yeah, but um, the LEDs, they just like old school lights. Yeah, I, uh, I, I'm a little. Af I think I'm gonna put a better door on there because it's just a regular inner house door. But here's my thought process: <laughs> if I'm in virtual reality with this headset on, and it's gonna be loud as a motherfucker, and I'm home alone, 
someone could come in and kill me and I would never fucking know it. I got to put a door with a lock on it behind me that, you know, I would hear if someone was knocking it down because like I maybe that's paranoia but like I'm going to be down there. That, One, that two, little... three. He's had Think that about concern it. since the first time Jericho mentioned were you on that show? And he's yeah, like, "Hey, yeah. do you ever worry a murderer will come get you while you're in this like vulnerable state?" And I, I read online people were talking about which headsets to use with the. I've been doing a lot of uh, Vive research today, and, uh, and they were like, "Oh, get a short cable because the Vive's, you know, your headset plugs directly in like at the back of your head, so there's no reason to have a cable longer than eight inches or so. It just needs to go from your ear to the back of your head." Um, and, and I was looking at, and I was, and someone was saying. You wear your headset, you're pretty brave. I'd be afraid someone and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, that is true." I was like, <laughs> "Cuz the scenario that will that will happen so so often is that at 3 a.m. in the morning, I'm going to be home alone by myself in the basement, all like wired up. This thing's cranked. I'm all immersed. I'm fucking shooting pirates or something, hacking away at like demons, and like I'm as defenseless as you can be. It like, like you might as well doesn't your alarm nervous? have like a we're home mode you know for like when you go to bed because your house has an alarm on it yeah but like what good is that gonna do oh no you think you wouldn't hear the alarm it's I, it'll just let the assassin yeah, know I, 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 like like i would no not through all that like i'm in my own world in there like <laughs> like i wouldn't so you want that. an external door for safety <clears throat> i'm gonna put a um i'm either gonna put an external door on there or i'm gonna do something really cool uh that uh, you know with like a, a sliding wall please um, tell me the idea is stolen from home alone <laughs> all you have to do is just put broken ornaments on the floor in front of your uh, man cave and, and when you hear the screeching you know cans of paint on a piece of rope a pendulum that's <laughs> marks them. Just a big paint can <laughs> i have a i have a friend who has a hidden gun room in in his basement and it's like you open up like a broom closet and there his his like uh toilet brushes and plungers are and you're like oh a broom closet and you just close the door but if but if you grab the back panel of that broom closet with your fingernails and slit it, it reveals a whole new room that's you know as big as a bedroom full of guns. Does and, it have and all the, like the slate walls awesome. where you can put hangers everywhere? Do you know what I'm talking about? Slat walls. Slat yeah, yeah, walls. Yeah. yeah. Peg, uh, slat walls and pegboard everywhere. There's it's it's very well equipped. You know, probably a hundred grand worth of shit down there at least. And uh, and I was like, oh wow, no one would ever ever find this. You know, I thought that was really cool. So and it's easy to do. It's just a hidden wall that just. Uh, so you would open the door and be like, oh, this is bullshit. But there would be just a big, <laughs> you know, it's it's a ply, it, it's a big thing of plywood braced up with two by fours on rollers, um, and it's uh, it's got um, sheetrock on one side of it that looks like a wall. And so, provided they don't just, hear the virtual reality porn blasting through Kyle's headset, <laughs> they'll never yeah. know. <laughs> I'm laughing, oh, that's imagining you standing in the middle of your room, like in the middle of an axe swing or whatever, and you hear just like a scuttering or something upstairs, and you take it off and, oh, kitty? <laughs> kitty? Hello? I, uh, is, that, is that an assassin? Is you that know, Zika? We're, we're <laughs> laughing at Kyle, but I will say, when my family's not home, I am way more on edge. Because when they're home, like there's a couple things. It's not that I expect like Colin or Hope to defend the family, but they do do two things. One, they explain any noise. You know, if I hear like a, a dish slide in the sink, 
I'll assume that like someone else in my family pushed it or a thing happened. Not a you know? burglar. Yeah. yeah, you know, and, and um, the other thing is <laughs> yeah, I feel like a, I've got eyes in that part of the building, you know, like there's someone over there checking things out that would at least scream for help. You know, like it, so the noises are explained away and like, you know, right now I can tell you there's no one in Hope's room because there's nothing going on there. There's no one in the living room. There's no one in different places in the house. It's mostly covered because people are there when they're not there. I don't know. It's just like everything outside that door could be anything. And it freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I got my gun out and looked around a little bit last night. I, heard, I thought I heard a car pull up, but it was mm. just a you know in a different direction at a neighbor's house. Somebody was pulling up, and and you know I, I'm 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 looking at my 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 weapons over here, and I'm just like, hmm, three oh eight or two twenty three. What'd you pick? I, I took the two twenty three. I, I would have bullets too. in the magazine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and, and I figured I could shoot it faster. I just feel like it does the job. Yeah, well, yeah I, I feel I, like I, you don't need. The 308 to take down a burglar. I could. I, it was like the battle rifle is what we really want to take in there. Like this. Yeah, would, give this him some do... PTSD. <laughs> I feel like yeah, that's too just... much scope, Kyle. Ah, uh, yeah. I, I leave both eyes open and I can. Uh, I can uh, co-witness. You know, there's just no I... reason for anyone to have that much firepower. Remember, I've told you how I'm terrible about co-witnessing. I have yeah. seen. You know, it, it's tied into the whole double vision thing. I think that I am, like. You know, in terms of handicaps, there are worse ones to have. But I'm literally like co-witness handicap. Like it's not a thing that I can do. Um, I don't think I don't think practice fixes it. Is that a Mac I Ten? Had, yeah. Um, Chiz, Chiz, it was in my picture the other day, and Chiz was like, "I was taking a, I was just taking a picture of my PC to show Chiz that I kind of like gotten the build pretty much done." And he was like, "Is that a Mac Ten on the floor?" And I looked in the picture, and I'm like, "Yeah, it is. Yeah, that is a Mac Ten on the floor." Uh, it's such a piece of shit. Um, I offered to, to, to <laughs> sell it to him if he wanted. Is it full auto? No, this is a semi-automatic one. Is it hard to convert it's... them in general? I, I I know this is probably this one. This one is hard to convert. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I haven't done it. I bought it to convert it. That's why I bought it. And then I learned a little more about it. And there, there's some issue where it's a bit difficult. So, um, I, I never went through with the whole thing. But Mac tens in general are the cheapest and and uh, pretty fun. Uh, machine guns. They're about forty-five hundred dollars to get a fully automatic transferable uh, Mac Ten. Hmm. Oftentimes they'll come with a suppressor. Um, hmm. That's a special Mac Ten suppressor that goes on for like another grand or something like that. Uh, really high rate of fire, and they just go. What caliber are they? Um, there are nine millimeter ones, and there I think there are three eighty ones. And I know, let's see, one of um, the ones that I've shot are 45 and 9 millimeter, the two that I've shot. And the 9 millimeter had a much higher rate of fire. I feel like it's, hey, spend $5,500 plus probably another grand or 1500 in licenses to own all that Three, stuff. No, 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 no it, it's, uh, so you don't need a license for this. So there's oh, a $200 be, tax. Okay, so $200 um, tax stamp, $5,500 for a silenced Mac 10. I added 45 plus the grand. And then that. that gives you the ability to spend like... 10 bucks in 10 seconds <laughs> yeah and and it, it retains its value so so well, you can turn true. right around and get your money back it's it's not like i don't know this this like battle rifle thing here if you wanted to like recreate this the scopes three grand the rifles another three it's it's six thousand dollars for just that what i got there but used i don't know what it's worth it's probably worth four grand the the way it's sitting there guns? because things depreciate but guns can these appreciate, don't appreciate though. yeah uh, especially if you hang on to them. Carry gun. One of these? Yes. Yeah. 
yes, you'll blow the competition away with one of these. You pull this out, and they're just gonna just shit themselves. No, this probably isn't. <laughs> good a, luck a good concealing good. it. Yeah. <laughs> so heavy, and you're constantly pulling up one side of pants. Yeah, and it's and you know the magazine's out of it. It's got a you know a long, long mm. magazine that that comes. I don't know where the mag is. It's um the sights are just complete shit. It's a real piece of junk. Um, you used to be able to buy um the fully automatic ones for fifty dollars a piece. You wow. could get a if if you bought them in quantity, you could get a whole pallet of them for a few thousand dollars. I know someone who who did that if you and buy, over the years sold them. If you buy a new gun, its value does dip, right? It might take ten years before you sell it for the price you bought it. You know, it is, it, so as an investment, that's not great. If you buy a used one, then you know, hopefully you'd be able to sell it for the same thing you bought it for. You know, because it, assuming you bought it at a fair price, but. <laughs> And I don't. I don't like guns as this like great investment vehicle. You know, I like the S and P five hundred for that. It doubles every whatever seven to ten years. But um, uh, I will say, like most of the time, I buy something, I kiss that money goodbye. You know, my golf cart. I couldn't sell that for what I bought it. You know, it's, it's consider that money gone and enjoy the thing that you bought. Um, cars are that way. Cell my, phones. My paramotor. You know, look. There are very few people who want paramotors in this world. You could turn around and sell that paramotor. There's got to be people who are wanting to get into it, but not, you know, wanting to to, to pay full 12, price. 000. Yeah, sure, yeah. right. I think yeah. I'd take a big but hit on it. But wouldn't make his money back. I think is what you mean, right? Yeah, yeah. Like you, you take a big hit, and then every year that. Pa- oh, by the way, paramotors are advancing a lot. So I feel like if I sat on it for say four years, there's a lot of people who would be like, oh, you know, no, the new paramotors have better aerodynamics and better torque steer and this and that and you know like the things that come out it'll be missing features it won't just be slightly used and uh but guns you know especially if you're buying them used yeah you you're kind of just not a ton of new features you need with guns (laughs) like smith and wesson isn't like coming 2017 a new kind of revolver that's gonna (laughs) change the game or it's like now they kind of got they figured that out yeah and the it, sometimes the styles change a little bit, and I'm like, I see one from the '80s that's very much like today's, but the handle's wooden, and I'm like, ooh, I like that, like <laughs> '80s chic, you know, like that yeah, one looks cool vintage. to me. <laughs> that looks like the, you know, paneling on the side of my parents' van that they drove in the '80s. You know? <laughs> very reminiscent. Jackie wants a new car. She's uh, so she's got a bit of car fever, and she's not one to get car fever. Usually, when she does, all you have to do is like clean you know they call it detailing but you know clean her car and she's like oh the other's pretty much new again never mind (laughs) it's good um (laughs) but uh she's very excited about the concept of a new car so hope on sunday she leaves for her 16 day um speech camp right so it's going to help her next year and she'll enjoy it and whatever so on sunday she leaves for speech camp two weeks then when she comes back she's going to dive right into driving lessons uh, just could, in time I could yeah. go on and on about how all problems are solved with daddy's money but new topic <laughs> <laughs> so she's going to come back she's going to get driving lessons get over her fear of driving etc and I think as soon as the, le- the lessons end we're going to like sign up for a license I don't know what kind of delay is there like in Jersey it would be two months but I think here it might be like less than a week or something wait like, for a driver's license? Mm-hmm. you can just walk in and get it like you, it, that's how mine was. I went in, I got it when I was 16. They gave me a little piece of paper with my picture on it, and they said, in the next two weeks, you're going to get the real plastic one. Just keep the paper with you in the car. But you're Are you sure you're talking about a driver's license that included the driver's test? 
the part where Posit- you... Yeah, that's how I... Because I, I remember I took it the day after my 16th birthday they, on that Monday, and I got it that day because I skipped school. I just drove around because I was so excited. So yeah, that, that's probably how they do it now. With the I, My first driver's license when I was 16, obviously. I took the test, passed it, and they printed it out right there. Um, but this last time, you know, every 10 years you got a new one. So when I was 26, I had to get a new one. And uh, it... Um, or maybe it's 12, whatever it was. But um, that in that case, they gave me the paper one, and then they mailed me one. I think in North Carolina, they print it out right here. Because I, I had to renew mine not, not long ago, so I got it renewed. But um, what took time in Jersey was scheduling it. They're like, oh, you know, you need a driving tester, you know, to be available. You know, are you providing the car? They made sure that your car had, like, an emergency brake or access to a brake. And then it, it, it was, like, two months before... Someone who would sit in the passenger seat and evaluate you was available. So I don't know. Jesus when, Christ. Yeah. I don't know where North Carolina falls on that spectrum. Yeah. I just walked in and the first available overweight woman was out <laughs> to help me. And <laughs> okay. just went in there, crushed the driver's test, dominated parallel parking. I, you know, I, I still bust out that. Sky. I'm an excellent parallel parker. Did you get perfect grades on your driver's test? Uh, I got. It was I got I think I got a ninety three or ninety four on it, and written. I lost all of my points for not completely stopping at a uh, stop uh, sign apparently and rolling it a bit. I, I um <clears throat> I only I also made only one mistake on my driver's test, but they didn't give you a number. They allowed you to make like two or three mistakes, so they just count mistakes. And uh, the one I made was like at the start of it. Your car's on the side of the road, and it's straddling the white line. And when I pulled into traffic, I didn't use a turn signal. Like, in my mind, I was parked in the road driving straight. In their mind, I was entering traffic and should have used a signal. They're probably right. But that, that, that was the thing I did wrong. Well, I feel like it's almost a decision you have to make, you know? If the yeah. car was, like, three-quarters in the street, then wouldn't you think the signal was kind of just stupid, right? Um, and it, it the center it was like really centered down the middle yeah. of the car, so I, they're did, probably uh, right. But did you see what Chiz just wrote in there? Probably shouldn't talk about it right now. I or can't anything. change my. Thing. Ah, okay. Well, then after the show, it's, it you give you a chuckle. Um, paste it in. The okay, I'll do that. Um, Not something. So I I didn't see it either. Something we shouldn't talk about on the show, though. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'm getting ready with my bumps so that I don't share it by accident. <laughs> I had a. I don't know if you guys had any friends who who failed. Nice catch, Kyle. Their uh, yes. driver's license test. Uh, I had a friend who failed it four times before he eventually passed and got his license. And uh, that test is so fucking easy to pass. The driver's test that like the first time he failed it. We was kind of like, hey, Andy, did you get your driver's license? Like, oh, dude, got like a 68, and I needed a 70 <laughs> to pass. You need a 70 to pass, apparently, in, in Missouri by their metrics. And we were like, oh, you idiot. Well, you'll get it next time. He's like, yeah, my mom's taking me tomorrow. You know, the next day, goes, takes it, comes back. God, I did even worse. I don't know how. It's like, well, you know, you really did you do any practicing? No, not really. But now that I failed it twice in two days, I got to wait, you know, a week before I can go yep. back again. And after like the fourth time that he failed it, it was no longer like a, Oh, you'll get him eventually. It was like, is he, is, is Andy a retarded person? Like, <laughs> does, does Andy Josh, have to drive? Is he Josh okay? Josh passed that thing in one fucking try. And Josh is illiterate. If you yeah. gave, he's a, 
I, there's no way to put it. Josh is is functionally illiterate. Like like sure, he can he can read road signs. He can figure out what's on the back of a raisin bran box. Yeah. But if you put like I don't know a novel in front of him, he's he's gonna he's gonna be clueless. He's not gonna get through a page of it without like looking at you ten times and asking what that word is. <laughs> there's uh, the one thing that I do think is hard is the motorcycle test. So I have failed both the written and the driving section of the motorcycle test. And like everybody, I consider myself a good driver. Like the written part, I'll ask you, Taylor, where do you drive in the lane? Where the left tire goes, where the right tire goes, or the middle? Uh, depends on what lane I'm in on the highway and how much traffic. Like, of course it it's... does, right? There's like a dozen things that weigh into it, you know? I'd like to know how clean the middle is, right? If this is like freshly paved and the middle is like not filled with oil and stuff like it sometimes is, then that's a pretty attractive option. If I'm like trying to like maybe assert my space, I might want to be in the right side of it. <clears throat> I feel like that, like most motorcycle drivers would say like, oh yeah, I use all parts of the lane. In the lane, but all parts of it, depending on the situation. But there's a right answer, which I have since forgotten, for the driver's test. And there were like a million things. Like, hey, if you're riding with someone else, you know, in what formation do you ride? And you'd think it'd be like that staggered zigzag sort of thing, like almost like a zipper. But they wanted some other answer. I think that wasn't right. There were a lot of things want, that... Behind the driver is the safest spot, right? It's what Dwight Schrute says. That I is don't true. know. I don't the re- driver has an instinct to steer their own side of the car out of from the collision's danger. way. Oh. Yeah. Yes. So, um, uh, and then on the driver's portion, and, it, you know, I was 17. I became a, I bet the more experienced version of me, like by the time I was 19 or 20, I could have done it easily. But you do, a, it's just mostly low speed maneuvering. And I took it on a sport bike, which I didn't think was particularly good at that. And uh, yeah, you just have to like go zigzag around all these t- cones and make a tight U-turn and you can't put your foot on the ground. And uh, uh, it took me two tries, but I got it. So, motorcycle one is tougher. If someone fails that, I give them the yeah, bro. I hear you. <laughs> you know, could read the book. Did you guys do anything for Fourth of July? Any fireworks or anything? Nothing. I did. Did. Yeah, they have uh, a big thing downtown St. Louis every year. Usually they do it under the arch, and they have a huge fireworks show under there. Uh, but there's a ton of construction going on there right now, so they had to move it to Forest Park, which is a park in the city down there. And it's like, uh, it's really neat. They have a huge fireworks show there, and then it's angled. Like, if you know the way St. Louis looks, you see right across the Mississippi, and then you see Illinois. And so you see, like, the big fireworks show you're watching in the park downtown, and then on the horizon, you see, you know, eight fireworks shows that are happening at wherever the hell in Illinois over there. So you see kind of a, a cornucopia of colors, and, and that. it's fun. I had a good time. I've wanted to believe that you could see the fireworks from my house, you know, and we're sitting there watching them. And as they get to the top and explode, you can see them through the trees. And uh, it's like, oh, isn't this great? Like, I'm really happy that we have Raleigh here as a resource, right? Like Raleigh to me, like I'm, I'm, I'm really in the city. And, and then after a couple of them, it's like, yeah, this is shit, you know, like, <laughs> you know, look, Raleigh puts on decent fireworks. That's not the problem. The problem is you can't really see them from your porch. And that's yeah. that was our experience. The worst part about the evening is it took us like two plus hours to get back home last night after the fucking show ended because anytime you go anywhere with that many people, it's like you back out of your parking space yeah. and then you just sit there in a line in a parking lot 
for yeah i've done that hours. before i uh i watched a fireworks show at uh, fireworks show at the lake a couple years ago and getting out of there was such a fucking nightmare i i in the end i was just like this was not even worth it yeah, like yeah. uh no actually lake hartwell um kind of on the board with georgia and south carolina we went up there and they did a big fireworks show um i've been to atlanta those are better that's atlanta handles traffic better than sometimes some rural when lake. i go to events like that i just chill you know like you know what you guys go ahead. We got more Slurpee left. We got a blanket on the grass here. You know, I, I'll fight the, I don't want to fight the rat race. I'll just enjoy a little more. I'd rather Sometimes not go. That's a smart move. I, uh, I, I'm going to opt for doing my own fireworks show. I, I, mm. I, I want no part of that big crowd. Uh, Do it in the morning. The, uh, the, oh, it's I, a neighbor we, we don't revenge. Like, we, yeah, yeah. We don't like our neighbors very much. So, like, nice. I've been setting off explosions at least five a week. Okay, and I don't mean little explosions, like not a pound of tannerite. Like, I've set off hundreds of pounds at this point in the last month or so. Like every day, almost, I'm going over there and blowing something up. Like, like I, we're, we're burying explosives. We're putting them up in trees. I, I, I'm blowing shit up on a daily fucking basis, and it is loud. And sometimes they'll the, the, they'll go off, and it's woom, and then it'll go away, and you'll just hear. <laughs> like you start hearing the fucking it's like a roar as it travels and you get the echo and stuff you and can hear like, people yeah, they... getting annoyed on the distance you know? <laughs> Taylor, and, and sometimes my uh, neighbors will like jump it like not next door neighbors because those are the ones i'm trying <laughs> yeah so you'll hear guys like miles away get out their ar or whatever and so, like start capping off a few rounds to kind of join the fray you know and we'll, we'll start si yeah, Taylor, yeah, yeah have yeah. you heard a kyle explosion have you ever been around like one of his shoots no, no, I'd like I, to, to I, see. I don't know if I've been around any this big. I know I've blown up. I, what, what, maybe, what we do, five pounds of tannerite in the toilet? Is something the toilet? Like, yeah, yeah, something like that. Which is a pretty big explosion. The first time he blew up one pound. One pound of tannerite. I didn't know, like, that this is what he was fucking around with, right? We did it. It was Wings of Redemption's backyard, right? So, Kyle, it, it came in a little... Um, container maybe like that you get a bunch of one like, pound plastic container yeah just it, it's I, I i this big i don't know it would hold uh mm -hmm. i don't know what exactly one pound is there another container you can think that would be that size for our audio listeners 16 ounce i don't know yep. I, I tell you what it's like a, a can of coke almost but a little wider and a little shorter and uh um he sets it on the ground and he shoots it and like i had never witnessed an explosion that could move my hair before right and i'm like 50 <laughs> feet away like I, or 100 feet away like i'm away from it yeah and there's a shock wave i i'd lit off plenty of fireworks but not shock waves before my hair moves and my chest goes like like and it was like whoa like a thing just fucking happened you know like oh my god and yeah. uh yeah i don't know is is pretty badass i've since had the, even the bigger, bigger they are ones. the the bigger they are, the the more intense that feeling is, and the closer they are, the more intense it is. And I really like the feeling. It's kind of addictive. It it, it feels good. It feel, <laughs> it feels good to me. It's kind of a tickle, but also kind of a, an adrenaline rush at this at, at the yeah. same time. And there's the fact that I am affecting this change. That I'm made that explosion. I happen. liquefied like, my organs just a little here. bit. Ooh. It's like I'm pointing and saying, explode, 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 and it's it's really fun. It's it's very satisfying to set up a bunch of. Do you five ten it, pounders? It really but it's opens expensive. your eyes to how people die in explosions the first time. And I've obviously I've not been around anything near that. But the first time from an explosion that you feel like that little 
you know, I have hardly any experience, but like the kind of like it almost not like getting the wind knocked out of you, but like maybe I, it felt like that because I'd never felt it before, and it was just a little scary. Like, what was that? Like, it's just kind of like a wave hit you. You realize real quick, like, oh, okay. So that's what's happening in those huge explosions where you look at a guy and you're like, he should be fine. The fire's not even reached him. And then like you see him fall, and you're like, oh, that dude's like spleen is in the middle of his throat right now and he's totally fucked you just can't see like that's yep. water's worse so i forget who did there was a youtube video that explained it like um there's a bunch of there's a picture a giant ship like a battleship or something tilted on its side right and you got the sailor standing on the side of the boat not in the water and it explodes do you want to be standing on the boat or in the water turns out on the boat because the water will liquefy your organs, like the like the way the depth charges work, and you know, even though it's not touching it, it it's it's practically touching it because yeah, water doesn't compress. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be in the water when something explodes. Did Turns you ever out, see U five seven one, that uh, sure. submarine movie? Put it on the bottom. <laughs> oh, man. That movie. Like, at no point in my life has there ever been a prospect of, well, Taylor, you're going to war, and you're a submarinesman. Like, that's, <laughs> never, that's never going to happen, never would. But no, I'm the, not. I, the very <laughs> prospect of getting in a submarine seems horrible after yeah. watching that. I still, they're, I can still getting picture it to this charged. day. The scene of them panicking, like, get the torpedoes in there, this guy's pulling a chain down there, and he gets his hand caught in the chain, and it just runs it through the, um, the pulley, and just basically, like, cuts his hand in half. Up it, it, it was like a. How I was old is be this like movie? Is it black and white? What? It's Matthew McConaughey, right? Oh, I should no, check this no, out. No. It's for, it's a yeah. current-ish movie. They're, they're getting depth charges, depth charged, and uh, and he's like, dive, dive, and the guy's like, five hundred meters, and the and the ship's going. <laughs> so stressful. <laughs> and like five hundred is already like the red line, and he's like, dive. And like it's, they get like seven hundred meters or something. And everybody's like freaking the fuck out. And he's like, "All right, level it on out." And the depth charge goes out, and they lose all their ballast, and it just dives even further, and it just hits the bottom. Don't ruin too much. I'm gonna see it. He's like eight hundred meters, and the whole ship's just <laughs> for like the rest of the movie. It's it's that great. Was the most I, I like those sub movies. You doing that is reminding me of it. Just the sound of like the gurgling, like. <laughs> All that like pressure all the coming pressure, yeah. in and trying to just destroy you. Oh, that'd be Even the worst. I guess you'd die quickly. Horrible. If you had a rapid, like, um, hull breach, I suppose it would be quick. But if it's slow, that's a pretty rough way to die. And then if, like, the air, the CO2 scrubbers go out, then you just suffocate slowly, I guess. It's, it, yeah, is, that, that sucks. Is that a blanket next no to you, Taylor? Yeah, it's a blanket. <laughs> I, I just, she put, uh, your girlfriend just put that there, right? Yeah, it was over on her side of the couch, so she moved it. There's like a St. Louis Blues blanket in the foreground with the St. Louis Blues jersey in the background and a St. Louis Blues pennant on the wall. And And a St. Louis Blues shirt on me. (laughs) (laughs) That's like a third of my wardrobe. (laughs) uh... (laughs) Wow, nice. Dave Backus got traded, which means uh, a lot of shirts on sale here in St. Louis now. (laughs) You know, Is he a top player? He was our captain for oh, Jesus. since 2010. Are you happy with drafted. this trade? Uh, well, he, he's a power forward and really sacrifices his body a lot, and he's 30 years old. And we tried to sign him for like three years, and he said no because players that age want to like get their final contract in. That's going to be mm-hmm. big. 
And so Boston ended up signing him for five or six years, which I can't be that mad. It sucks we lose him because I've always liked Bacchus because he's like been the face of kind of like the Blues guy for years now. But he's going to start falling apart, and in about two years, that contract is going to be fucking horrible for Boston because they're going to be paying an aging star, you know, way but, too much money who is now just, you know, you, you can't play that physically and expect to still be hunky-dory at, you know, 35. Did you get anything in return for him, though? Uh, no. Well, he was a free agent, so it wasn't a trade. I shouldn't have said trade. Yeah, he, mm. We were trying to re-sign him, and he just signed with Boston instead. Well, that kind of sucks. It sounds like your team got worse next year. Yeah, it took a little bit of a step back, but it was like if they hadn't if they had signed the people they needed to keep the team just as good this year, we really would have paid the price 3 years down the road when our good rookies are looking to get signed. So I think it's mm-hmm. almost better to take a little step back now and make sure we're prepared for the cap. I, I know uh, we're not basketball people, but did you see the Kevin Durant trade? Uh, so yeah, I I've seen a lot of trades. It it seems like this uh it seems like there's lots of players moving around the NBA, and, and like I don't follow the NBA at all, but it's all over Reddit. Like I see this guy's going here, and that guy's going there, and teams are clearing their whole roster to get this guy. L- lots of big trades, huh? Yeah, dude, Golden State got a very good. Uh, I think he's a center, power forward. I don't really know my basketball, but um, uh, Kevin Durant. They, they've got like a big, strong guy in the middle that solves the problem they had, and they were already. You could argue the best team. They lost in the finals, but they had the best regular season record. So, yeah, you the know. best regular season record of all time. It was even better than the '96 Bulls. Yeah, but if there's one thing they were kind of missing, it was some strength in the paint, you know. And and now they have that, and it's just like, oh my gosh. But on the other hand, like Steph Stephon Curry, arguably the best player in the game. You could argue. I think most people would pick LeBron after the finals, but uh, he was just lighting it up, breaking records that are crazy. And um, uh, he's making like 13 million a year, and Kevin Durant's making 26, and it was just Jeez. like, wow! Like, I don't think your best player is making the most money. That's got to be tricky. that's how it is a lot of the time, though. Like, I bet you know they signed Curry to a 13 million a year contract for like I don't know six years or something mm-hmm. before he really bloomed as the superstar he is, and so now they pretty much have him on a budget for the next couple years. A relative budget, but yeah, it seems like uh, because I go to the hockey subreddit all the time, mm-hmm. uh, and one of the posts on there that was big was someone from the NBA saying they were tired of the NBA and they wanted to get into so hockey bad. because most people like like you can't you can be a fan of every sport you can be a fan of football and hockey or basketball and baseball or basketball and football, but you you can't really watch hockey and basketball. It's just it's the same exact time. The games line up too much. You, you can't follow both sports. So you have to pick one. Um, yeah, it, it looks like the NBA isn't even trying to pretend to have a league of parity anymore. Like the worst team in the league this year had what ten wins? Like they 10, were trying 11, 12, to lose thirteen wins. Yeah, even so. Yeah. And NHL teams that try to tank and lo- like the worst team in the NHL had almost thirty wins this year, like twenty nine wins. You're like right. three times better than the worst team in the NBA. Like there's no parity in the NBA whatsoever. It's like there's, in my this is my cursory understanding. I'm sure there's a basketball guy out there who's gonna roundly you know rebuff all of these. But it seems like it's a five player, a five team league, four team league maybe, and all the other teams are kind of like minor league farm teams, so they can eventually go to whatever the current success story is. Like you know now it used to be the Lakers, now it's not. Now it's Golden State or 
maybe not the Cavs. I don't know. Cavs but won. Basketball yeah. is just too much of a and, superstar uh, sport. Like there's, it's not a team sport as much as hockey. I think the Cavs are trying to get Dwayne Wade. That's the rumor, and uh, LeBron yeah, so is apparently better. behind it all. And and it's, uh, I don't know. It, it, I, I, you put it really well. Great show, by the way, Taylor. Um, I just like. Yeah, all, all the other teams are just farm leagues, except for the Sixers, who are losing on purpose so they can build their own talent, get first-round draft every year, and turn it into something. It, it's they, What do they call it? The program? Have faith in the program? That's what they keep saying. And they'll win, like... Tank. What, what's that? That's what it is in the NHL. They'll just say, like Toronto always says, over the past few years, you know, just have faith in the tank because they want to tank as hard as possible and be fucking horrible. I th- they either call it the program or the plan. It's one of those for the Sixers. And and it's like a multi-year thing. Like, we're going to be awful. God awful. What are the, We're going to yeah. be record-breaking bad and get first round picks. We're going to be the worst. And it's for, yeah. like, three years. It's not like, like in hockey sometimes, it'll be like, you know, we're not making the playoffs. Let's trade away some of our good players and focus on next year. Right, these guys are like, ah, you know what? You know the the twenty teens, like this decade's almost over. Let's focus on four years from now and just suck as hard as we can for half a decade, and you know get all these great draft and picks. Eventually, we'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. They, like honestly, the the worst teams in the NBA are only a little better than the best team at your local rec center. I don't like think that's the true. Best, uh, that can't of be true. Not, but I'm saying, okay, their record, if you take the best YMCA team in the country and replace the 76ers with them, their record's only going to be a little bit worse. Only a oh, little bit worse. That is true. You know, They'll be 10 games take, worse. You can't take <laughs> They'll lose you know, every game. Woody's uh, men's league hockey team and say, hey, guess what? This year, you guys are the buffalo sabers like they're not gonna go out there and be like you know one time guys we got this we got this you know like a little giants kind of you know one time dude <laughs> if i was movie. playing pro hockey i would be as charming as i could right i'd be going up to like whatever fucking bruisers st louis has and being like you need to know something about me i'm really nice you know, like, there's no need to treat me like you do on a daily basis, those other people. I am very kind. I have a family at home. Be cool, bro. Like, it, That's it, them over there. Wave. Wave. Dude, we played... Um, it was a no check hockey. Don't hurt my daddy. <laughs> You're right, right. Say it was hi to Mr. Reeves. Say hi to Mr. Reeves. <laughs> we took our team on the road to this like traveling, like it was like a hockey tournament. We're like, hey, you know what? Let's go to Greensboro and play, and and you know see what all the people are doing. And uh, it turned out that like I guess I was gonna say we were outclassed. We weren't. We were in like the top of the bottom third, if that's a thing. So it's not like we didn't belong there. But the top of the top guys were so much better than us, right? Like, some guys had AHL experience. One team that was really strong was um, the Fayetteville team out of, you know, the, I don't know if you know, there's a big army base on, uh, no, this is Fayetteville in North Carolina. There's an army, or Fort Bragg, that's what I'm trying to say. The Fort Bragg team, those people were quite fit and very strong. And it was frightening, you know? So 
Like, dude, in the opening, like, 90 seconds of the game, one of them just laid our player the fuck out, right? Like, it was a check, <laughs> but our guy goes, like, completely horizontal at, like, head height. It, it is, he, I wouldn't say he headhunted him. He, like, shoulder hunted him or something. That was probably a legal hit. And then the guy landed flat on his back, and he took a while to get up. And I just happened to be near the opponent's bench. And uh, the guy came back for, like, his line change. And his teammates were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Dude, have, look at them. You don't need to do that. <laughs> you know? It was like like they were having compassion against our outclass team. And I like that. Like, they, they, yeah, playing against the Army guys, they at least had some honor in their smashing of us. <laughs> A little bit of honor. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so I appreciated that about them. We didn't win. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right. You guys want to show, show? Yeah, I was just thinking yeah. that. All right. So that was PKN episode 99.